1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. There's a shot right on. Riddick gets behind him, scores! J.J.
0: Paterka stayed with it. This is going to be turned over right to Greenway with a shot. score. Cousins right side shot scores. Far circle here comes a shot that one scores. That's in the net. Erasmus Dalene. Here's Benson in front scores. It's Alex Tuck from the right touch scores. Tuck with a shot save made to the rebound scores. Jordan Greenway. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Sabers WGR Sports Radio 550. This song is awesome. It is timeless, this song. It is timeless. Came out in 1990... 1995. Give me 96. Final answer? It's Machine Head at 16 Stone off the Bush album. Bush was my first favorite band, and I played this album Into the Ground. 1996. Uh, yeah, yeah, 96. What do you April got? April 9th, 1996. Let's wow. go. Right on it. Junior year of high school for me. That's Into- that's a good, that's a sweet spot. And you, you're going to, re- I think you're more likely to remember exact years in like the high school years. Do you know what oh, makes definitely. this one easy to remember? And this is funny, you played this. I have a, I have one of those topics we do where I ask you, I, or, or the the, com- the conversation is, I bet you have no idea that yeah. we used to do this. Never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. No. I got, I got that saved for later for the two of you. Something you, you, the two you probably don't even know existed that I was thinking about yesterday, and okay. it kind of re- revolves around why was I was able to place this so well to '96 because I could drive and listen to this album. <laughs> I in 1996 with what a cassette player. Aha! Uh-huh. That kind of gets to the conversation, but I don't want to get to it yet. Okay, I want never more people. No, it wasn't okay. cassette. I want I want more people to wake up. But right. I could I could drive, and you know you you get your learner's permit or whatever. at Seventeen. And yeah. I could drive and listen to this album, and I would have turned 17 in 1996. Yeah. So that's my my touchstone for when 16 Stone came out was 96. He was rolling down the windows with the hand crank and trying not to... Did, uh, did I Accidentally have, give away what this is. Did I have power windows in my 1988 Dodge Daytona? No. I don't think a so. A 1988 Dodge Daytona, and you're telling me that had automatic windows I don't think back so. then? I think my next car, a 1993 Pontiac Grand Prix, did. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think the Daytona had power windows. The Daytona had. All right, let's go down memory lane. You ready for this? The Daytona had those pop up lights. And, oh, I've yeah. Seen, I, the, the, something I've only seen in movies and I'm pretty sure I've never seen in real life. Okay, well. The like, lights that, like, once the car turns on, they pop up. If you turn the lights on, the lights come Or the up. lights go on, yeah. and they turn, pop up. Some, yeah. some cars still have that. Like, I think, like, Corvettes might. Cor- whatever. Corvettes, they did at least until recently. Let's play a okay. fun game. How much did I pay for my first car, my 1988 Dodge Daytona, that I would have purchased probably right around 1996? 1996. What did I pay for a 1988 Dodge Daytona? Good morning, by the way. Jeremy and Joe. The Sabres won by seven last night. We'll get to that. We got plenty on that. I'm gonna use the, like one of my uh, millionaire lifelines and ask like what what a gallon of milk cost back oh, in 1996. That I don't know. Okay. How about uh? What did, I'm in the hundreds. How many miles were on the car?
1: <laughs> no
0: idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. I'm gonna guess like 800 bucks. I'll go 950. 700 dollars. Wow. We went over. I bought a I bought a car. <laughs> I did not car, think I would go over a car for seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars, and that thing drove. It's like what my next irons are going to cost. <laughs> right. Seven hundred dollars. Wow. Did it have the little triangle windows, like you know the ones where? Yeah, you, I think so. Because yeah. it would have been a it would have been a two door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you had to like push the f- seat forward and climb back in there. Yep. A da- an an eighty eight Daytona was a two door hatchback kind of car. An '88 yep. Daytona. Looking when did it, when did those go out of business? When did the, when Dodge stopped making the Daytonas? Yeah, boy, it's a good question. So that's a that's a that's, a, that's your first car. That's my first car. That's it's uh, a, a good looking it, first car. It was kind of it was gold. Gotta say it was gold. Yeah, was I mean gold. it's it's a little sporty. Yeah, it's, that's that's the thing, right? I mean, if I'm driving around in high school with that thing, I feel like I'm <laughs> king of the world. Yeah. I think I worked three jobs to save up money and buy that 1988 Dodge Daytona for seven hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, this is an inflation joke. Imagine working three jobs to save up for $700. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I was 17. No, right, yeah. So it's not like you had a lot of money. Yeah. Wow. Ah, uh, the good old days. Mm-hmm. What was your first car? Camry. 02. 02 Camry. Not sporty at all. Like, <laughs> like this 88 Daytona. Sunroof. Not power windows, you know. I, I still had the CD player in there. Still had the CD player. In fact, I had...
1: Because Wait, I would have it, had my
0: phone by then. It's funny for you to say it still had the CD player. Like, yeah, I mean, cars had... Do c- they even still now have CD players? They do. I don't think my last two cars have had CD players. Really? Sometimes they have them and you don't even know they're there because it's just a slim line. Yeah, okay. And you can put it in and you might have a car for five years and not even know you can play CDs. It is possible... I want to say it's possible that my last car that I had for like six years, I had it that entire time, and maybe there was a CD player, and I just <laughs> didn't know the whole time. I got one of the, I had to get my, my first car because this would bleed in from what, 2002 to I've got my smartphone, which is what I'm playing all my music from. A lot, a lot of, you know, technology transition in that time, had to buy one of those things that they exist. You yeah, put the plug cassette player well, in, It plug, the cassette tape plugs into your phone and converts it. Somehow. Yeah. Did I you don't have, know how it worked, it, but it worked. Well, the thing I was going to save for, did you know that we did this? Oh, am, I, am I stealing it? No, that was cassette? it. So you you got you guys do know about that. Yes. Yeah. That technology, which is what? Like the height of engineering. How did I, we do that? It doesn't make sense. Like, how does it work? How did we do that as a society? Well, we did it. Are you just talking about cassettes in general? Or are you talking about cassettes turning into your smartphone music? Well, because, that's, because before they turned into your smartphone music, you plugged them into your CD player. You, so you'd have a little Sony right. Discman in the car and plug the thing in, and the tape would go in the tape deck and it would play the Discman in your tape deck the same way that your smartphone did. Yeah. And this is so funny that we're getting this right away, just kind of organically. The thing I wanted to ask you if you'd ever experienced was a Sony, like a Discman. Because to have that mm-hmm. in your car as I'm driving around Auburn, New York, in 1996 and 97, with a mm-hmm. Dodge Daytona, is if you went over a pothole, the music stopped for like 30 seconds, because you're playing a CD. Yeah, the CD uh, player would skip. Yeah, so yeah. You, you're driving, you're driving, and the, it, boom, you hit a pothole, and it'd be silent until the CD could, the laser could find the CD again. And continue playing. Wait, what are we? T- we're talking about a c- now we're talking about a CD. Yes, I think I'm, I think I'm I lost I, missed, I he, missed something. He's here. saying he took the CD player, like a little CD player, discman, a portable a CD player, used to be and plugged it into I don't know the car. What that is. So this is great. He did not know what a Sony like what a discman was. I don't know. I mean, what I mean, I discman don't know exactly is. what that is, but I had like a a modern portable CD player. Do you know what a Walkman is? Yeah, what I know you? what a Walkman is. A Walkman is a little tape player you walk around with. Yeah, yeah. a discman was that with discs. We had those. Okay. Isn't that just a player? It's just a player, though, right? Yeah, it's a CD player. It's a CD player. It's a personal CD player. But it wasn't, like, in the, like, what, the dash itself? No, this was, you could put it around your neck if you wanted to. I mean, it wasn't exactly the easiest thing in the world. They were kind of cumbersome because they were the size of a CD and flat. But, yeah, we did that for a while. Okay. This, I'm looking now this big bulky thing we were oh, walking yeah. around with. I mean, bulky at the time it felt like it was the coolest thing on earth. Yeah, it's massive. If you were a cool kid, you had one of those. Massive. It's like taking up half my nightstand. It looks like next <laughs> to me. That's probably right. Uh Josh, first car? You're gonna be like, oh, 2013, so and so. No, right? I had a I had my uh, my dad's old 3 F350 with like 100,000 wow. miles on it. It was. It was a yep. big old truck with like no gas mileage whatsoever, but got me from point A to point B. It was great in the snow. Had no problems in the snowstorms. A couple tweets coming in. First car, Kyle, uh, 88 Caprice Classic. Mm-hmm. Another one from uh, Andrew. I drove an 88 Daytona, my second car. Nice. My Daytona had pop-up lights and power windows. That's from Aaron. So maybe my Daytona did have power windows in 1988. Anyway. Maybe that was a package. Kyle Redson, I had a my mom had a Grand Prix around that year model when I was a kid. Never seen anything like it since those weird door handles and the crazy dashboard buttons. Mhm. Ah, memories. Anti-skip technology. Anti skip, <laughs> yeah. Panasonic had anti skip <laughs> technology. Brandon wrote that into us. We needed anti anti skip. Man, I wanna, can I find a commercial and ad for that? Yeah. You can still buy it, by the way. There's a uh, look right here for sale for not much more than your uh, seven hundred bucks back in the day. What's that for an '88 Daytona? Ah, oh, should have kept it. Look at the value it held. Still, like, can go up that much. It's how not, much? Like, is it, how much is it now? Twenty. You can get a, a pretty beat up one for like twenty nine hundred bucks. Wow. You're telling me I could have held on to that '88 Daytona this whole time and profited for 30 years and uh, for triple triple of your money. Yeah, I flipped it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, who wants this '88 Daytona that I flipped? Although now does it classify as an antique? V- vintage, vintage. I don't think antique. You gotta get you gotta get to vintage before you get to antique. Okay, antique I think means you can't use it anymore. I thought it was just years. It becomes that an antique be right. after twenty five years. If I think of if something's called an antique, I'm thinking I can't use it the way that it would have been intended. It's only it's going on a shelf or it's going on display and that's it. If I hear something is vintage, okay. I think I can still, I have an answer for can you. still use it. A vintage car is something made between nineteen nineteen and nineteen thirty. An antique is any car older than forty five years old. And a classic car uh-huh. Is twenty years or older. So there you go. Antique forty-five. So they're telling me that that, that old Dodd- Camry that I had was a, is now a classic a, car. It's a classic car. Well, not anymore because it. I don't think it exists anymore. Here, listen. To round out the story on what happened to my first car, I sold it you know not like for much to my cousin for it to be her first car when i got a new car and then when she got rid of it she sold it to like one of those demolition derbies oh. my car's fate it suffered the fate the end of its of its car life was being what toppled by a monster truck <laughs> boy would deserved, you deserved it deserved better would you want that did you watch it no, I didn't watch oh, it. You I, learned, br- I learned about this after the fact. Oh, it was probably like see, in a pile somewhere. That's the only thing I'd be upset about. If you're going to do that to my first car, I want to watch it happen and say goodbye. Yes. It's also crazy to do it to a Camry. Camrys go forever. <laughs> that's like, right. They have oh, yeah. crazy mileage. But oh, I would, yeah. would want to see Truckosaurus smash my car, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Paul will join us at 7, recap of Sabres' victory over the Kings where they blew them out. Nice day for the Sabres. And uh, I've got a Twitter poll up about the Bills. Got a big conversation last night. I was was up in bed at 11 o'clock last night, you know, going back and forth with a stranger on the idea of trading digs. We'll we'll get to that. But the thing I had about the Sabres to open up, hmm, will this be a good year, worth it, if they miss the playoffs, but they have.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
0: A real number one goalie. Because You're saying if they I, miss by it, ten points, yep. but but the thing that comes out of, of it day, is, right now, Lucanen has four shutouts. The league lead is six. Right. And yep. Lukanen's goal save above expected I mean, is climbing up. He yeah. might just be hot. Yep, but he's in like the top fifteen among all goalies yeah. right now. Like well, we we mentioned last week that he was in the top thirty-two, which is like he's a, he's a number one goalie. He's a legit. He's playing your number one goalie, and now he's playing. He's playing his way into like this season. He's been one of the best, one of the best dozen goalies in the league. Yeah, some, some of the advanced numbers point to best dozen goalies in the league. Like there's not many guys that you can point to, like Hellebuck, Demko, you know, Allmark. There's a few that, like, yeah, they're, they've been better. But four shutouts, and he's playing every game. Yeah. Levi's played one of the last 11, and Comrie hasn't played in two months. Like, it is all Lukanen. It's kind of amazing he's played this well, and they, you know, haven't really gained any ground in the standings. I know. And they're going to keep riding him. I don't know. Yeah, like You'd like to make the playoffs, of course. Like, that's the goal. If if there's one silver lining to come out of it, we've seen the rest of their roster have their glow-up moments, Tage and Cousins, and we've seen great play from Darlene. It's kind of a shame, Joe, because if Lukanen played like this last year, the Sabres finished, what, in, like, second in the division? Like, they're awesome. Oh, man. Goaltending yeah. sank them last year. And right now, he's great for right? them. He, at the end of last year, I mean, Levi showed up. And Lukanen wasn't even the backup. Like, they were playing their most important games of the year where they were still in the race. And they told you they did not trust him because he never played. Levi showed up. Comrie was even playing a little bit before that. Anderson, when he was healthy, was like, I don't know, when everybody was healthy, was he the fourth goaltender last year to end the season? And he has, I mean, I, I thought you move on from him. You trade him for whatever, or if you lose him through waivers, whatever. Because he hadn't played well at the NHL level. He hadn't played well at the AHL level. He hadn't played well at the junior level in a long time. And he just, he's a rock star this year. He he is, he's the guy where, Dan Dunlevy asked me this last week, you going on a breakaway on Lukonen, and do you have confidence he's going to stop it? Because for ten years, most goalies, I felt like okay, this is this is going in. Yeah, except for Miller. Except for Miller. Miller was the one where it felt like he was he was attacking the the shooter and they didn't stand a chance. And now I feel like two on ones coming in, uh, a breakaways coming in on Lukanen, and the way he's playing right now, I like oh he's got it. Yeah, it's a, it's something, right? It, I don't know how reliable it is year over year. I was going to say that, like I don't, I don't know though that I can get to. All the way in, he's the number one goalie. We've found our solution because of the season he's having. The goaltender, a lot of goalies. If you if you're a guy that has Lukanen season every year, this year that Lukanen's having, but you have it every year. I mean, you're one of the best goalies in hockey. Most goaltenders, I feel like it's kind of season to season. You know, they'll have years like this, and then they'll have a down year. And then they might they might, Luke might have a guy like Lucan might have another season like this in a couple of years. And he might have that one year in his career where he's a Vesna guy. How many different goalies have had Vesna votes in the last ten years? Guys have career years and then they drop off and then they come back a little bit later on. So I don't know that I'll feel like the Sabres have found their number one goalie as much as I might be even more frustrated that they've wasted a goalie season like this. They got it. They got, got a it. season like this that we've been waiting for in net, and they wasted it. And how likely are they to have it again next year? Yeah. They got to pay him, by the way, too. They do. He's a restricted free agent. And one year like this, I, I don't know what that's worth. $4 million? On a short-term deal? Maybe. Like a bridge a bridge deal? If this were Levi instead of Lukanen, would it be more... Exciting? Would it be more noteworthy? I think it would be more exciting because yes. Levi came in with all that expectation last year, lived up to it, yep. and then if he's having this year that Luken is having right now, you know, jerseys are flying off the shelves. You got our future number one. Oh yeah, with Lukinan, you kind of just laid it all out there. There's, I got to have a little bit of, okay, let's just make sure he's not having a good year because that does happen. Carter, you know, Carter Hutton had a good year. Yeah, he's like what a nine fifty three or nine thirty something with the Blues led and the, the league in save percentage yeah. one year. Yeah. So some guys have good years, is Lukanen who is highly drafted-ish, and has been a good prospect for a long time, mm-hmm. here he is, he's he's showing up for them. He just hadn't given you any signs before this season that this was coming. Like, I, I didn't think, there were, and maybe behind the scenes, maybe work ethic, <laughs> practice, whatever, maybe that was the indication that they were able to see as to why they hung, hung on to him, but Game-wise, there was nothing with the Amherst. There was nothing with the Sabres through his first couple of years since he turned pro that told you that this was coming. But, okay, here, here we are. Yeah, if it was Levi, it would be different because I don't have those three years with Buffalo and three years with Rochester where this just isn't happening. He was here by default. He hadn't played well with the Amherst. He was with the Sabres because they just didn't have any other goaltenders and they needed somebody to play. And they didn't They didn't address it. We sat here and wondered when they would ever address it, and they didn't. Right. It, it was a big criticism of the Sabres as to have, you're just going with these three guys again? It was weird to do it last year, and they did it again. Right. Adding Levi in with no ex, no experience, or very little experience. And it is paying off, at least for Lukanen. So if it, I don't know, it like would it be a success? I don't think there's much out of the way of any playoff race, almost making it. I mean, really making it in the first place was the starting point of the season. I don't know. I don't. I think nothing that they do while missing the playoffs like this is going to feel like a good year. Or is going to feel like it's going to be hard to take positives from it. This would be a positive, but again, I, I don't know how much I'm supposed to trust goaltender in today's NHL that this is just going to be Lucanin in now for every season going forward. I mentioned Omar a second ago. Even he's stepped back. Yeah, he was a Vesna. Did he win the Vesna last year? He won the Vesna last year. And this year, he's not even his team's starting goaltender. Well, that's because his other guy's are really good too. But he is still good. He's like, still good. If I'm looking at goals save above expected per sixty, by the way, the Kings goalie last night who got roasted and pulled is one of them. But you, wh- who do you have? Aiden Hill, Connor Hallibuck, Jacob Markstrom, Lena Salmark, Thatcher Demko. He's still he's still near the top of the list. Swayman also in there is Jonathan Quick, which is a bit of a surprise. That one is a total But stunner. it takes it takes at least two to three years for Goalie, I think, to be trusted by everybody. Like That's true. Hellebook yep. is definitely trusted. I think Allmark has done enough to be trusted. Swayman's been good for a long time. And you've got some guys that are... Aiden Hill won the Stanley Cup and was kind of a, mm, let's see how that goes. And here he is. He's been great this year again. Yep. So with and it, it's going to take more time for people to really believe it. But it, it's been a nice run. And it's... Silver lining. I, like, that's what I want to say. The Sabre season has been a big, big failure on a lot of levels. And Kevin Adams spoke about it with Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, yesterday. We'll get some of his comments and play those for you. But the, is this the only thing going well for them? It's, it's like Lucanin and Paterka. I guess yeah. is Zach Benson going really well? Or is that going as expected for an 18-year-old player? He scored a really nice, fun goal last night. I thought for sure he was going to go between the legs again. He he it seemed like he was uh, ready to do it. He scored anyway. Yep. Um, but, I mean Benson has 5 goals. I was going to say like I don't it's, think it's c- it's cool and it's still incredible that he's here in the first place and that he's able to with to hold his own, you know, he's penalty killing, right? Like yeah. he's he's playing a defensive role almost for them. But no, I don't know like it how much of an impact he's going to score 10 goals on the season? If that. If yeah. that yeah, again, cool that he's here. I think he's rightfully being called the best prospect in their organization by anyone that's doing like rankings like that. But I, I wonder. I mean, if Yuri Kulik is getting these minutes, does he have five goals? I mean, he might be. He might have seven. Might have ten. Yeah. He also not, not to take anything away from Benson, but if you're ranking Benson, Benson did something that like one guy in in the league's done in ten years. Like yeah. be drafted outside the top ten and make the team out of out of your first. Draft is that season. a comment about the team you make though? Um yeah. I mean, does he make the Bruins? No. Does he make the Panthers? No. Not I'm again I'm not trying to no, take no, anything right. away from him. I'm just a real contending team, he's not he's not on the Probably roster. not. And if you're ranking the things that have gone well for the Sabres, it goes Lukan in one, Paterka two, Ryan Johnson three. And is there a fourth? Yeah, I'm out am I out? That might be it. That's that's not I can't get to a fourth thing. Not a lot has gone well. But Lukanen's right at the top. It's gone really well. So you'd just be fine like there there's no other like alternative. They're just gonna be Lucan and Levi at the beginning of next year. I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm like well last night there was Elliot Friedman telling everybody that UC Soros is available for trade in Nashville. There was a report that the Sabres were looking for goaltending help. Right. And then there was a report yesterday that Soros is who's a legit number one. That's not John Gibson contract. Oh, I don't know if I want that. That's a guy that's been like top ten goaltender in the league every year up until like this season, and he's still twenty eight years old. Like I would want them to be closed to that type of idea. I'm not saying you need to rush Luken off the roster, but I don't know if they think they can go get if they can use him to get the top four defensemen that they, we've been waiting three years for them <laughs> to go get. Yeah. Like I know goalie, I and mean, it's been waiting so long, and they've they've waited a long time for Lukanen even. Right? Like he's been, how long have we been? Oh, this guy Lukanen's coming at some point. Like that was, he was Levi before Levi for that. So to finally have him develop and then just to quit on it, you know, would feel like, well, what am I doing all this for? But you'd be doing all of it for he's a tool, he's a piece to go get you something that you haven't been able to find in multiple seasons or haven't tried to find in multiple seasons if you think if they still think Devin Levi is going to be a number 1 goaltender and they can do something else. I mean, I don't I just wouldn't want them to be close to that. I'm not trading Luka and just to trade him. No. But that that's going to be a weird contract negotiation. Well, and I I don't they're not giving him 7 years. Like to me that would be nuts. So, I think a lot of options should be on the table. And to your point about if if he develops into a number 1 and waiting this long, it it, it can be viewed as a success story, but at the same time, Burning multiple years of not having good enough goaltending and then coming out of that with one guy who's good kind of looks like a success story, but you don't have to have burned years finding it. Mm-hmm. Like last year, when they burned a good team with bad goalies. But yeah. Last year's team would have made the playoffs if they had better goaltending. So whatever. There's there's some silver lining there. 8030550, 888 550, 2550. Sabres blowout. The Kings in their black and red, get a bunch of scoring, which is good. Nice to see goals again. We'll chat about that with you. We'll talk with Paul at seven o'clock. i want to get the results of my poll on digs. I don't know if you saw Pro Football Focuses, not spot trick, but Pro Football Focuses. Contract projection for Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. I wanna get you that because Matthew Barry of uh Fantasy Life. Yep. He I subscribed to his newsletter. He had a whole little section on Gabe Davis and what's gonna happen with Gabe Davis. We'll get to that, plenty to get to. The digs chatter, I mean, there's no nothing new, just people still tell me every day. I get emails they should trade them, and I think it's nuts. So we've got lots to catch up on. We'll talk about love and Valentine's Day in our first cars, too, if you'd like. Jeremy and Joe on WGR.